Lee Money here for Redline Radio LLC. And you know, if you like fast trucks or if you just like racing, check out the CRS Super Truck Series. They are the premier race series of Redline Radio LLC. For sponsorship opportunities, you can give Billy a call at 216-217-5038. And make sure you let Billy know you heard about the CRS Truck Series right here on Redline Radio LLC. Money's Crazy Mind is brought to you by Incredible Keepsakes. At Incredible Keepsakes, cherished moments are made to last forever. T-shirts, binders, cups, you name it, Incredible Keepsakes can make it. Reach out to them today at IncredibleKeepsakes.com or 440-242-9648. Don't forget to mention... You heard about them on Redline Radio, LLC. If you need auto parts, there's only one place that I know I go. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Redline Radio, LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Redline Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. The official home and auto parts store of Redline Radio, LLC. Redline Radio is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services, the proud sponsor of our state-of-the-art production studio. The team at Growing Wings has over seven years' experience of helping adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area. If Lisa Summers and the team at Growing Wings can help your family, contact them at 234 334- 334-7547 today. And mention that you heard all about Growing Wings right here on Redline Radio LLC. After a long day of gambling and checking out all the shows and sites that Las Vegas has to offer, why don't you check out the saloon that has been voted the biggest hole in the wall saloon for the past two years? Redline Radio's favorite spot to get a nice cold beverage after a long day in Vegas, the Rusty Spur Saloon. And make sure you let them know that you heard about them right here on Red Line Radio LLC. Money's Crazy Mind and Red Line Radio LLC is proudly sponsored by Tattoo Therapy, Inc. In the Greenbrier Shopping Center at 6259 Pearl Road, Parma Heights, Ohio. You can contact Riley today at 440-747-7130. They are one of the premier tattoo parlors in Northeast Ohio. And don't forget to tell them that Red Line Radio sent you. Warning, Money's Crazy Mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored.
well, <clears throat> getting a little bit of a late start here, but, you know, when the wife says she wants dinner, she wants dinner and she wants it now. And yes, that was a direct <laughs> interpretation. Exactly what I just went through. I'm kidding. My wife would never talk to me like that. But what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the asylum. I know the asylum wasn't here last week. I'm sorry about that. Um, had a uh, pretty significant hello uh, issue that happened um, with my sister last Friday night. And um, had to uh, take care of that. Uh, and then on top of that, um, also uh, ended up with a pretty severe and pretty nasty migraine about 20 minutes before I was supposed to go on the air uh, to the point to where I was getting sick. So didn't want to do the show being all vomiting. You know, who, who wants to see that? Not me. I can, I can, I can, I can testify to that, but we are back. We are live. We are ready to go. As you can see, nurse ratchet, let me decorate the asylum. So we got some Christmas trees up, but welcome in everybody. This is the month of December. So that means we're going to talk about Christmas movies that some people, my wife don't think are Christmas movies. We're going to talk about crazy Christmas traditions. We're going to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. But first, for the first time since I have been a fan of this band, they shocked the shit out of me the other day. I'm talking about Metallica. All of a sudden, the news comes out. Hey, by the way, is this thing on? By the way, April 14th, 2023, we got a brand new album coming out. I know, Little John, I know. And it's going to be called 72 Seasons. But on top of that, we got a brand new single that we're releasing today. I know, it was called Lexi Turner. It was actually really freaking good. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and by the way, we're going on tour. All this in one day, I'm like, Metallica, what's up, Dave? I'm like, Metallica, slow down with the news, man. Like, I can't, I, I can't keep up with it, man. But yeah, so yesterday, uh, November 28th, Metallica said, hey, guess what? We got a brand new album coming out called 72 Seasons. It's going to be released upon the world on April 14th, 2023. But on top of that, we're going to go on tour for that album. We're going to go to 22 city or yeah, 22 cities, 42 shows. Two nights in every city. Each night is going to have a different uh group of supporting acts. Each night is going to have a different set list. So if you go to night 1, you're going to see different supporting acts than night 2. You're going to get a different set list than night 2. So the way it's looking and the way that I've interpreted the way the the tour is going to go is night one, you get a band that I've never heard of called Mammoth WVH. Now, I played one of their songs last night on Money's Crazy Soundtrack, and it was actually pretty fucking good. So I'll check it out. I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll see what's going on with it. And you're going to get the new 
Pantera lineup. So you're going to get uh, uh, Phil Anselmo and then whoever else from, the, from other bands that he got to fill in for him. Night two, that's the night I want to go to. Night two, you get Ice Nine Nails and Five Finger Death Punch. Now, if this is the tour that we're going to get, they are not coming to Cleveland. The closest they get to Cleveland is Detroit. So if anybody out there loves me enough and wants to get me tickets for the Metallica show in Detroit, I will gladly take them. Night two specifically, because like I said, I don't want to see a fake-ass Pantera. But I would not mind seeing Ice Nine Nails and Five Finger Death Punch along with fucking Metallica. I mean, this will be my third time seeing them. This time, it's actually really close to my birthday. It's like four days before my birthday. So I'd really, really like to see Metallica for my birthday. That would be amazing. But there, uh, the two-night tickets went on sale today. and. Metallica did state if you buy a two night ticket, it's going to be cheaper than a single night ticket. But I don't know. I like I said, I don't want to see fake ass Pantera. So I don't know. All right. But yeah. So thanks for the almost damn near heart attack, Metallica, releasing all this news on me in one fucking day. But hey, is what it is. We get new Metallica music. We got a new single, the single Lux Eterna. We debuted it yesterday on Redline Radio LLC. It was the Redline Radio LLC premiere. For Lux Eterna. Um, hey, what's up, Lisa? Um, you know, so if you guys missed Money's Crazy Soundtrack last night, we are going to be replaying it tomorrow, 4.30 to 6.30, over on RedlineRadioLLC.com. <clears throat> and you will hear the brand new Metallica single, Lux Eterna, during Money's Crazy Soundtrack. All right. That's enough about Metallica news. Never thought I'd have Metallica news. <laughs> like that during the show but hey metallica pulled the wool over everybody's eyes and even they were shocked that the news didn't get leaked that they were putting out a new album until they put it out so and lars went on uh howard stern and even said that he's like i'm shocked that this shit didn't leak but uh new metallica music coming your way in april so before we get into crazy christmas traditions and my review of a Christmas story Christmas. Um I got a I, I heard the weirdest story um I at at my birthday dinner with my friends. Um and when I heard it I'm just like I called this. I called this years ago on this very show before it was part of Redline Radio. So the story is this and I talked about this so many times, I don't want to repeat that part of it, but I'm just going to tell this part of the story. So the part of the story is gender-neutral bathrooms. And I, and I went on a huge rant, and I screamed so loud I got the cops called on me when I was recording at 2 o'clock in the morning um, that one of these days, something's going to happen where a fucking predator is going to get into one of these bathrooms, 
and he's either going to rape a woman or rape a child. And that's exactly what fucking happened. So go figure. I'm a goddamn fortune teller, and I told everybody this, I want to say, at least three years ago. At least three years ago. Possibly four. And then they followed it up with this. Um, They would not say the name of the school, and they would not say the name of the person that they heard this information from. But there is a school in northeastern Ohio that is required to have goddamn kitty litter boxes in their bathrooms because they have students that go to their school that identify as fucking cats. What? Hold on. Little John says it better. What? I can't make this shit up. So I'm sitting there, and the look I just had on my face, I'm looking at my friend, and I go, are are you fucking kidding me? So then I thought about it. Cats are very territorial. And if you have to, if, if you own more than one cat, other than my cats, you know that you have to have a different litter box for each cat because they're that territorial and they will not use that litter box once another cat has used it. My cats are goofy. They'll 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 go on in either one. So my cats are different, but that is generally the case. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. What's to say that somebody's as big an asshole as I am? And they're going to walk into that fucking bathroom. Hey, come back, camera. Come on. Stick with me here. I don't like being fuzzy. Thank you. Who's to say that somebody's not going to be as big an asshole as I am? Walk into that bathroom and be like, just like my wife said, this is utterly ridiculous and fucking retarded that I have to put up with this. And. I just, uh, classrooms have to keep litter boxes in their classrooms for those kids. Fucking re- Exactly. So what's going to stop me? What's going to stop me from sitting there and going, I own a cat. And I've also obviously done research on owning cats. And I know that they're territorial. And if another cat pisses and shits in its litter box, it ain't going to fucking use it. So what's going to stop me from sitting here being, you know what? You guys are a bunch of fucking idiots and jack-offs and making my bathroom smell like goddamn fucking cat litter in a fucking public school. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to piss and shit in your fucking litter box so that you're forced to fucking go home. Or if you don't want to go home, how about use a fucking urinal and a toilet like a normal fucking human being? And does that make me an asshole? Yeah. But you know what, what else it makes me? Not have to fucking put up with litter boxes in a fucking bathroom. Yeah, like my wife said, I'm a dog, so you have to take me outside. Bullshit. I was a Boy Scout and I was forced to have to shit and piss in the woods. But I did that by choice. But I heard that, and I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, 
Congratulations, everybody. You just made an episode of Money's Crazy Mind from four years ago. Legitimate. Because I said all this shit three fucking years ago. That this is exactly what was going to happen if we continue to allow these little fucking kids that think they're so goddamn entitled to have this kind of responsibility and this kind of power. Now we got schools that are forced to have fucking litter boxes in their fucking bathrooms. And if I remember correctly, she said it was a high school. No, middle school. What if they think if they aren't just shit right there in the middle of the fucking floor? God forbid somebody brings a mouse to class. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of lunacy that I had to deal with on my birthday. On top of that, then the five-minute blizzard that happened just as we were getting ready to walk out the door from dinner. But uh, I do want to thank everybody that came out and uh, had dinner with me and my wife uh, for my birthday. We kept it small. We wanted it to be small. Uh, I just wonder what goes through the parents' minds uh, letting their kids dress and act like a furry. I don't know. I don't know, because then somebody's going to have to question my mom for why she lets me dress up like a Ghostbuster. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But if they identify as a cat, I don't even. Who knows what they wear? You know who I blame? And I hate to say this. um, Do they eat out of cat bowls on the floor? Probably. Probably. Lisa Summer says yes. Um, Lisa, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I want to blame Andrew Lloyd Webber for making that damn musical cats. But at the same time, you also have to blame all this fucking cancel culture bullshit for putting into people's minds that they want to identify as whatever they want to be. Well, you know what? Here, here's, here's my identification. So since schools have to provide kitty litter boxes and, and cat bowls, and shit like that for people that identify as cats. I identify as a millionaire. So if I can have somebody deliver me my entitled million dollars because I identify as a millionaire, um, thank you. I'll take it in any kind of bill you want, or if you want to send it as a direct deposit, um, I will get you my bank account information. But I want to see that you have the million dollars before I give you my bank account information. Okay, which is kind of why I prefer cash. I mean, it's cute when a kid thinks they are little under five, crawl around on the floor and meow and bark. Yeah, okay, that's different. But we're talking about middle school and high school kids where they should know fucking better. You know, and if if this gets me kicked off the air, then great, it gets me kicked off the air. Finally, Facebook does what I've been asking them to do all fucking year. Kicks me off the air. But there it is. But yet again, you know, thank you to everybody that came out. I know it was a very small group. We kept it very limited this year. Um, Depression's a bitch. And I just didn't really feel like doing much this year. I didn't feel like celebrating all that much. So we just said, you know, hey. We're going here. If you guys want to join us, come go on ahead. And then we basically went home and said, fuck it, because 
a, a fucking blizzard happened for like five minutes and by the time it stopped we were already home and i'm like i'm not going back out fuck that uh but yeah so you know like i said last week had a little bit of a family emergency wasn't able to do the show last week but we're back and that was the story i wanted to tell last week was the story about the fucking cat bowls being forced to being in a fucking public bathroom just like letting an eight-year-old yeah yeah exactly exactly it's ridiculous all right but let's get into some fun stuff let's talk about some fun stuff here so i think everybody was kind of just as shocked as i was when warner brothers and hbo max said hey guess what we know it's been a long time we know that there's a movie out there called a christmas story 2 but it sucked so we're going to give you guys a legitimate sequel to a christmas story and we're calling it a christmas story christmas I was just as worried about this as I think everybody else that's a fan of the original Christmas story was. But I said, I got to watch it, man. I mean, you got, you've got Ralphie coming back. Ian Petrella came back as Ralphie's little sister or little sister. <laughs> Whoops. Little brother. I deserve to fall in that pit, Mario. Um, Harley's watching. Hi, Harley girl. My Harley kitty kitty. Um, is it true that they are selling the original house here in Cleveland? Yes. Yes, it's true. And yes, the guy is kind of being a little bit of an asshole about it. Um, apparently there's a uh, news story that went around where one of the original cast members was at the house and he wanted to do some promotional stuff for the house. And the owner basically kicked him off the property and said he was a scam artist and he was just trying to get money for a GoFundMe um, to try to purchase the house. Um, and the guy that owns the house currently <clears throat> basically said there will not be a GoFundMe. The only people that are going to be able to buy this house are the people that have the entire amount of the house up front. They have not released how much the guy is selling the house for. Uh, but this cast member was basically kicked off the property, called a piece of shit and a, and, a, and a motherfucker, pretty much just everything but his name. Um, and the owner has come out on Facebook and stated that he will not sell the house to any cast members from A Christmas Story, which I think is bullshit. Because if anybody's going to want the legacy of that house to continue the way it is as the museum, as the gift shop, as a historical landmark in the city of Cleveland, it's going to be the people that made the fucking house famous. And that's the fucking cast. Now, apparently there is a ruling in place with the city of Cleveland that whoever buys the house from this guy has to keep it a historical landmark and has to keep it as the uh, museum and any, it, it is registered as a historical mark in the city of Cleveland. So any that would buy the house would have to abide by the things that come with that. So there is that, I guess you can say. 
Um, but a Christmas story Christmas, I was, I was very reserved about how it was going to be, um, what was going to happen with it, you know, how good the movie was going to be. I knew what I wanted it to be. Uh, we need to go. We do need to go to a Christmas story house. Um, but, uh, look up the ticket prices and you'll see why we haven't gone. Um, I knew what I wanted it to be. And I said, if you're going to continue to do this nostalgia train that they've kind of been doing with these sequels and reboots and, and all that lately, you need to do it right. And as the movie was progressing, it's narrated by Ralphie again. Uh, a little bit of an alert here. Um, I'm just going to put out there. Um, there is going to be some spoilers. So if you had not seen the movie yet and you want to see the movie, fuck you, listen anyway. <clears throat> I'm kidding. Um, come back in about 10 minutes. Because then we're going to get into some crazy Christmas traditions. And let me tell you, they're fucking crazy. Okay? Anyway. Uh, it's narrated by Ralphie, as the original was. And it starts out, you get to meet Ralphie's new family, his kids, his wife, things of that nature. They're kind of going through the motions of Christmas, kind of like they did in the original. Um, Ralphie gets a phone call about something that happened um, back home on Cleveland Street. It was a good movie, my wife says. And they have to go, and he, he uh, you keep freezing up. Um, shit balls. Hang on. Uh, I'm just going to have to deal with it, I guess. Um, it says I've got full signal and everything on internet, so I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, let me know if it ends up stopping, but did it start when I put the banner up or has it been going on the whole time? All right. Well, let me know if it fixes itself. If not, I'll have to see what I can do during when I go to break. Um, that came out of nowhere. Uh, when the banner went up. Okay. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take the banner. Down. Okay. Um, so, uh, Ralphie gets a phone call, something happened at home. He has to go back home. So now his family is going to have Christmas the way he had Christmas with his family, uh, growing up. Um, almost everyone from the original cast came back, which made it, which made that a lot of fun. And as the movie was going on, I sat there and, uh, Ralphie's a writer now. Like I said, there's going to be a couple spoilers. Nothing too deep. Uh, but Ralphie is a writer now. And you could kind of see the way the movie was progressing. That obviously the narration is how the story is going to get told. Very much like the original. And I'm like, but I guarantee it. Something's going to happen. And sure enough, it did. And that's the way the movie ended. And I was just like, that's the only way this movie could have gone, especially with the story that they were trying to tell. Um, you know, Farkas came back. Uh, uh, Ian Petrella came back. Like I said, the, the, the entire, most of the original cast was there. Um, but it was a very good movie, a very good compliment to the original. 
worthy of the name. Um, and so if you have HBO Max, I definitely recommend giving this a shot. Even if you just sign up for the 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 uh, you know a trial or whatever, or if you do the ad, the version with ads where it's a little bit cheaper, this movie is definitely 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 worth a watch. Um, I didn't tear up at the end as much as I did with um with Clerks Three, but there's definitely some moments like that, some heartwarming moments like that where you sit there and go, okay. Got to wipe those away. You know, looking at, looking at my wife, man, I'm like, quit fucking cutting onions. God damn it. Like, you, you got me thinking, you know, but no, the, the movie is very good. Um, and definitely worth the Christmas story name. Um, so, you know, uh, if you got HBO Max, give it a watch. If not, you know, like I said, just do like the cheap little subscription, check the movie out. And while you're there, check out all the other great stuff. My recommendation, anything animated Batman that had Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman. All right, so before we get into, uh, uh, before we go to uh, break here, I know I started late, but we're still going to go on, go to break on time. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can go a little bit longer to keep the show two hours. But uh, let's talk about our first crazy Christmas vision that had me sit there going, what the fuck? So I'll appear here in a minute, but I want to read the story um, that came with it first. And then you lads of Iceland. Icelandic kids don't just get one Santa Claus. They get 13 mischievous trolls rolling the country in the fortnight before Christmas. Like Snow White's seven dwarves, each of the 13 Yoslavenders, or Yule lads, has his own personality, including doorway sniffer, spoon licker, sausage swiper, candle stealer, curd gobbler, and the om- ominously named window peeper. Each take turns visiting the children who leave shoes in their bedroom window, dropping off pressies for the good kids and rotting tomato potatoes for the bad ones. If you've ever smelled a rotting potato, ew. But here they are, the Christmas uh, lads. I know it's still freezing and jumping. Like I said, I'll have to take a look at it when I go to break. I think I know what the problem is. Can't fix it while I'm live. But there they are, the Christmas lands uh, lads of Iceland. I don't want to see those showing up at Christmas time. Those things would scare the shit out of me if I was a little kid. And their names, their names, window peeper, door sniffer. What door are you sniffing? If I'm in the bathroom taking a massive fucking Yule shit, are you going to be sitting there sniffing that? Uh-uh, bro. What were some of the other names that I said there? Sausage swiper. 
Which sausage are you swiping, dude? Because the one on my pants is staying exactly where the fuck it is. And curd gobbler, thank God I know how to read. Because that definitely does kind of sound like something else that I don't want people... No. Candle stealer. That's kind of like sausage swiper. The candle on my pants stays exactly where it is, Homer. Stay away. So, they are creepy. Exactly. Yes. And Lisa, sorry, but what the fuck? Exactly. What is this? Why is this a Christmas tradition? Those things are scary looking, man. No. But I'll tell you what is a great Christmas tradition, and I can't wait to do it, but that's to watch this great classic film every year on Christmas Eve. Because it ain't Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off a Nakatomi Tower. We, we had that discussion last year around Christmas time. But if I was in Iceland, if I was visiting Iceland around Christmas time, my mom is watching, hey, mom! If I was in Iceland around Christmas time and I saw these little bastards, I'm getting on the first plane back to civilization because I don't want to see those things. I don't care if they give, don't give me pressies because you know what I don't want? I already talked about it. I don't want a rotten tomato or a potato. Uh, just taking a break, having to go back to work. Okay, make me a sandwich. I'll be there at 10. I'm, I'm kidding. Don't make me a sandwich. Um, but yeah, I don't want to see these things. At all. No. No. Go away. I don't want to look at them anymore. <clears throat> Bye. Love you, mommy. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that is the first crazy Christmas tradition we're we're gonna we're we're taking a look at. I do not want to see those things. Um, you know, but it is an Icelandic tradition. So at least it's not an American tradition. But all throughout the month of December, I, we've got a ton of crazy ass Christmas traditions that we're gonna be taking a look at. That was just the first. So, what do you guys think about this? I, I, I saw my wife said they're creepy and sorry, but what the fuck? So, if you, let's say, not my wife, but let's say you get into a relationship with somebody, um, we have elves. Don't get me started on elf on, the sh- elf on the Shelf, because I will tell you right now, I will do what somebody did in one of the Ghostbuster groups. And I will have the Ghostbusters bust that motherfucker and drop it into a goddamn trap. <clears throat> but let's say you get into a relationship with somebody, Icelandic, and they want to keep some of their Icelandic traditions. And that's one of them. Would you allow those 13 fucking dolls in your house? And again, some of the names. Door sniffer. Oh, you mean the ones in the North Pole? Well, that's different. 
door sniffer. Window peeper. What window are you peeping, bro? Because if it's my bedroom window, you're going to get your nights, lights knocked out. And like I said, sausage swiper. You ain't going near my pants. And you definitely ain't going near my refrigerator. So you better find your own fucking sausage, bro. But my wife said, no. But I mean, if he wants to keep his Icelandic traditions, you may not have a choice. You may not have a choice. I am getting a new elbow for this microphone because this one's driving me fucking bonkers. Mm-mm-mm. But uh, as bad as Creepy Man from Ghostbusters. You mean Vigo? I'll put his picture up. <laughs> uh, but this is an Icelandic tradition, like I said. Uh, the, so the 13 nights before Halloween, or Halloween, that's what those things belong to. Uh, Christmas, they get visited by these Yule lads. Uh, you may want to hide your spoons because if it's spoon liquor night, and curd gobbler. Um, yes, do not say his name. Vigo. He is Vigo. You are like the buzzing of flies to him. But yeah, I don't want to see those fucking thirteen Yule lad. Thingies. I mean, they they look like gnome, like like garden gnomes, you know. But I mean, I'm I'm cool with garden gnomes. <laughs> um, I'm cool with the garden gnomes because I used to watch this cartoon when I was a kid. I don't know if anybody else will remember it. Um, I barely remember it until I think of gnomes, but David the gnome, and so like the garden gnome thing, I'm kind of cool with. But those things, mm-mm, nope, get those fuckers out of here. All right, uh, it's about that time. I'm going to go to break a little bit early tonight. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the next crazy Christmas tradition that you have to see to believe. Until then, enjoy what we have here for you this week. For break music. This is for the kids that snort pixie sticks And this is for the kids that starts fights for kicks For the millions at home that feel all alone That cut themselves till the knife fits a bone I feel just like you if you feel like me Then let me hear you scream out psych ward family A 3G system in 1G ride bass Hitting so hard feel like worlds collide Man, 10,000 Cadillacs said it, let me hear it. Bitch, we claim in Cleveland and we ain't prepared to share it. So pop in some wolf pack and put your dukes up. Or do it like 3-6 and Daddy's Club up. Mushrooms got me here, be gone in an hour 
Redline Radio would also like to thank our newest sponsors, All Access Realty and Frank Sobochan. And if you or your family is looking to sell their home or looking to buy a new home, look no further than Frank at All Access Realty. Frank served the country as a veteran, and now he's serving the community. Also, if your business needs an upgrade, he can help you out with that too. Call Frank today at 440-391-7430. Or if you need to email him, you can reach him at Frank S at All Access Realty. Actually, All Access C-L-E Realty.com. Oh, yeah, their diamond saw blades have been rated number one by their customers. Dynatech is your one-stop shop for diamond drill, uh, diamond saw blades, drill heads, anything you need for your construction job, Dynatech is the place to go. You can reach them at 800-446-9001. You can email them at sales at dynatech.com, or you can reach them at their website, www. Dynatech.com. Man, I'll tell you what, all these water main breaks that we keep having here in Parma, there is no other place that I would rather call than Smith's Drain Service LLC. They do sewer lines, bathtub and laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains and downspouts, and so much more. Family owned and operated and local to Cleveland. Call today, 440-242-8. Seven zero four, and welcome to our latest sponsor if you're looking for good food and a good night out on the town here in parma then look no further than lucy's seafood and steakhouse the old brooklyn shenanigans pub they're at 2218 broadview road in cleveland 44109 and you can give them a call to order your food today, and you can order online, and they deliver. 216-675-0013. And you can watch every Cleveland Browns game in their facility. And on October 5th, the guys from Talking About Balls will be there broadcasting live. Oh wow, that sounds that sounds really great. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. Who are you talking to? Uh, the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. Hello, Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. What are you wearing? Uh, khakis. Well, that sounds hideous. Well, they're Ghostbusters. We are back. Are we back, Doc? Yes, Marty, we're back. Are we sure it's the right timeline? Who cares if it isn't? All right. Back into the cray-cray here with these crazy Christmas traditions that just make absolute zero sense. Before we get into the next one, I want to share a uh, comment here by my wife. Kind of how you feel about my dolls. Porcelain dolls 
at 2 o'clock in the morning have got to be the creepiest shit ever. Now, here's why I say that. Let's say you're unfortunately like me and you have a kidney that doesn't like to hold pee very much. And you have to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and take care of the kidney so that you don't have an excruciating pain for the next two days. And you come back in the room and there's fucking Annabelle staring you in the fucking face when you come back in. Now, for anybody that knows the true story of Annabelle, she wasn't a doll like that. She was a Raggedy Ann doll. But obviously in the movie, they wanted to make that bitch as creepy as possible, so they turned her into a porcelain doll. They are beautiful. But at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're like that fucking ghost puppet from Poltergeist, okay? That's another story for another time. I didn't say she was Annabelle. I said it was, it reminded me of Annabelle because of what it's like running into one of those fucking things at two o'clock in the goddamn morning when you're trying to piss. Anyway. So. We discussed the Yule lads. I don't know what uh, of this is Yule. But these fuckers are creepy, and I don't want to run into them ever. So I will not be going to Iceland. However, Japan has a Christmas tradition I might just be able to get behind. FYI, I can get the one that looks neat. No. But like I said, Japan has a Christmas tradition I might just be able to get behind. You know, everybody here in America, because we're nothing but a bunch of fat asses, enjoys us some of this next Christmas tradition. Let me get these fucking ugly things off the screen. No. And we'll tell you about the next Christmas tradition that is crazy and like i said you got to see it to believe it kentucky fried christmas in japan introducing the greatest christmas marketing triumph since coca-cola popularized the fat jolly red suited image of santa claus we all know and love christmas isn't huge in japan but a ridiculously successful kfc ad campaign during the 1970s established the tradition of families tucking in to buckets of fried chicken on December 25th. Yes! That is a fat man holiday if I ever heard of one! In fact, holiday-themed Dirty Bird has become so popular around Japan that restaurant reservations and specially packaged delivery orders are placed 
months in advance. Look at that. Look at that. Did you see the new Oreo commercial? I have not seen the new Oreo commercial, but that right there is marketing, my friends. Look at that. Colonel Sanders in a Santa suit. Sign me the fuck up. Yes. Yes. Fat man holiday if I ever heard of one. Fuck Thanksgiving. We're having a Kentucky Fried Christmas this year. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say I love Thanksgiving. Love it. But this is one tradition I can get behind. So think about this, man. The country that eats cats and dogs. A commercial from the 1970s has made an American advertisement campaign so popular in Japan that they have turned it into a tradition. Now, like they said, Christmas is not big in Japan. Why? Because it's not, there's not a lot of Catholics and Christians in Japan. So Christmas isn't as prevalent in the Orient as it is here. But the fact that they took something from a commercial and said, oh, this is how America does it, that they honored, that they took that and turned it into a tradition. That I can get behind. That I can get behind. Not just because I'm fat. And I'd eat the shit out of a bucket of fried chicken on Christmas, let me tell you. But if if you're going to do KF, if you're going to do Kentucky Fried Christmas, you got to have the biscuits. You got to have the mashed potatoes. You got to have all the other fixings from KFC. You're, you can't just do the chicken. You got to have it all. Got to have it all. And if anybody's doing Kentucky Fried Christmas this year, I'm coming over to your house. Period. Bottom line, end of story. And you better have my own 10 piece bucket. That's all I got to say. No means, extra legs. We good. We good. As few dies as possible. So just make it, make it a 10 piece bucket of breasts and legs. And my own mashed potatoes, my own green beans, my own biscuits. I'm good. I'm good. If you're having a traditional Christmas feast, uh, nope, not coming over this year. I want Kentucky Fried Christmas. Okay? Megan, do you hear me? I want Kentucky Fried Christmas. You need to make Kentucky Fried Christmas happen. Purr End of story. Purr But, I mean, how, how wacky is that, man? I mean, like I said, it. As a fat dude, it's a tradition I can get behind. But how crazy is that? A country that doesn't even embrace the holiday because there's not enough people there. Nope, mom is cooking. She better be cooking Kentucky Fried Christmas. That's all I know. Um, but like I said, you know, for a country that doesn't have that many Catholics and Christians, the fact that they are that they're willing to to celebrate the holiday, even if it is like a goofy gimmick like Kentucky Fried Christmas, I mean that to me is is kind of cool. You know, it certainly ain't the Yule lads. I mean let let let's just let's just get that straight. 
It ain't the Yule Lads. So I don't know what she's having. Kentucky Fried Christmas. Ding, ding, ding. Kentucky Fried Christmas. Ding, ding. <laughs> I'll stir the pot a little more. <laughs> um, But yeah, man, I mean, who wouldn't enjoy that, man? I mean, it, I, it's kind of fun. It, it, it's, it's a fun tradition. It's a goofy tradition tradition but i can get behind it japan you got it right you got it right now i hope i'm pronouncing this next one properly i was only gonna do two but the fat man in um and you know now i'm just i i, I just want kentucky fried christmas so this next one comes from Italy. And like I said, I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. If I'm not and anybody out there knows Italian, uh, feel free to jump in the in the comments and, and give me a proper pronunci pronunciation. But we're going to leave Santa Colonel up on the screen while I tell this next story. The next one is called La Befana, and it is from Italy. Italian Christmases are celebrated with a wine-drinking witch. <laughs> and no, we do not mean that alcoholic auntie from the doggy side, from the dodgy side of the family. Twelve days after Santa's visit, on the eve of the Epiphany, which is January 5th, families across Italy leave out a glass of vino and a plate of sausages for La Befana, who pops down the chimney on her broomstick. According to folklore, the old lady knocked back an invitation from the three wise men to witness the birth of Christ and was so devastated about missing it, she spends every Christmas time gliding around the country searching for baby Jesus. Not sure why she thinks she'll find him in Italy and doling out presents to good kids and coal to naughty ones. So she's stealing Santa's gimmick, man. She's stealing Santa's gimmick. I mean, does anybody else? <laughs> Hello? We just got burned at the stake for that shit. Don't be stealing Santa's gimmick. What city was that that did the witch burning? Ah, I can't even remember. Salem. Might have to take you back to Salem. Keep stealing Santa's gimmick. Come on. Come up with your own thing. I mean, at least the fucking Yule lads are, are you know, sitting there giving rotten potatoes to the bad kids. I mean, they're still giving prezzies, whatever prezzies are, to the good kids. But at least they're leaving rotten ass food for the bad ones. I mean, come on, don't steal Santa's gimmick with the presents and the. Get the fuck out of here, La Buffona. La Buffoni is what you are. You ain't no fucking Santa. Fucking witches. But, you know, I mean, here, here, here we go. I mean, so this one is obviously. Um, it's a little bit of both. You got a little bit of that old paganism with the witches, and you also have 
obviously, the the Catholic and Christian tradition of, of Christmas. And, you know, they, they even added the, the little added bonus in there that she was given an invitation by the three wise men to come and witness the birth of Christ. And instead she decided to just be like, mm, nah, who cares about some kid being born? I mean, he's just a, he's just a kid. Like Lex Vegas says, fuck them kids. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh shit, that one was actually kind of special. Maybe I should have been, oh, fuck. Uh, let me, let me go see if I can find this little brat. And then for somehow ended up in Italy from Israel. Same first letter. Maybe she just got confused. I don't know. But yeah, you know, La Buffoni, because she wants to steal Santa's gimmick. Kids, Christmas only happens once a year. And it's on December 25th. So if weird-ass presents end up underneath the tree around January, they're not from Santa. Not good with directions. Exactly. So, I mean, sorry, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because fuck that movie. They're like the goddamn Sanderson sisters and don't know what the fuck they're doing. But yes, La Bifona, a witch that delivers Christmas presents to little boys and girls in Italy, and you have to leave out wine and sausage for her, I thought it was wine and cheese. What does tubed meat have to do with this? But whatever. It's Italy. It's my heritage, but I ain't doing that. I Nope. I, ain't nobody in my fucking family dressing up as no goddamn witch around January 5th and passing out more. That means more presents. Kids, if the stupid witch lady wants to bring you presents, you tell mommy yes. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Th that's more presents. Ding, ding, ding. It's a win-win. Give the bitch some wine and sausage and you get more presents. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Awesome. Dorothy? Keep the house away from Italy around January 5th, okay? That is not Oz. It may look like Oz, but it is not Oz. Leave, leave, leave the present-giving witch alone. Now, if you're a bad kid, that gives you extra time to turn yourself around. Because if the fat guy in the red suit don't give you presents, the witch will, man. So be good. For goodness sake. Whoa, somebody's coming. Somebody's coming. And no, I'm not Dr. Peter Venkman, and it ain't Gozer, but it is La Bafona. She'll be, she'll be here around December, uh, January 5th. All right. This one has a big no attached to it. Didn't think we were going to get this far, but I'm having fun with this. And I'm purposely saving one for another show. But uh, this one 
It has a big old jar of nope written all over it. This one comes from the Ukraine. I'm going to leave the Ukrainian jokes out of it. But the Ukrainians take a different approach to Christmas decorations. Swapping fairy lights for spider webs. The legend of the Christmas spider explains that a poor widow and her kids cultivated a Christmas tree from a pine cone, but couldn't afford any decorations. Then on Chrissy morning, they woke up to see their tree blanketed in cobwebs, which sunlight then transformed into gold and silver. Nowadays, trees across the Ukraine are decorated with little spider ornaments called pachovsky and fake spider webs, which is said to be the origin of the sparkly tinsel that shimmers at Christmas time all around the world. Nope. If I see an eight-legged fucking freak in my Christmas tree, I'm getting the blowtorch. No. So, I want to go back and read that real quick. Just because I want to I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Cultivated a Christmas tree from a pine cone. So does that mean that they carved the pine cone to look like a Christmas tree? Or did they put the pine cone on the ground and, and get a, a, a tree from the pine? Because a pine cone is a, a, a pine tree seed. It's a fir tree seed. No, um, no. Um, no, um, hell no, my wife says. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, depending on which way this goes, it, it, it's either they turn, they carved a pine cone to look like a Christmas tree, which, I mean, it, it should. It's from the same damn tree. Or they put the pine, they, they got the seeds from the pine cone and they, and they grew a, a tree. Either way, if you wake up in the morning, and you find Satan's fucking child has wrapped its hell silk all over the goddamn tree. That means you just let a bunch of fucking spiders into your house. No. That's what happens to that tree. Now, the the story behind it is kind of nice. It, it, it's, it's a widow and her children that couldn't afford a traditional Christmas tree, so they made their own. All right, cool. Charlie Brown Christmas. It doesn't mean you have to let Satan spawn into your goddamn house to have a fucking Christmas tree. I live in Ukrainian village. If I see one spider 
on any Christmas tree around town, I'm going the other way. No. Now, the second part of that, I can believe. And that is that um, sparkly tinsel kind of got its origin from the spider webs that, that were left on the Ukrainian Christmas trees. Uh, just make sure the cats are not on the tree. <laughs> yes. Um, but that part of it, I can believe. And I'm sure this is a thing because obviously you can see like this bedazzled spider ornament that somebody has on their tree, you know, and that was the picture that was given with the story. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of them things, you know? Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. Keep the thing far, far away from me. Uh, this next one, it kind of has a spooky picture, but I don't think that the story is going to be all that spooky. Um, so we'll have to see what this next one's all about. I did not read these stories in advance. I just picked the ones that I wanted to do. I thought that they might be, uh, the most interesting ones. So this next one comes from Mexico. I'm going to get the icky spider off this now because uh, the next one comes from Mexico and I think I have heard of this one before just never seen it put to fruition okay so by spider so the next crazy Christmas tradition like I said comes from Mexico uh, the Mexican city of Oxcana I think that's how you pronounce it I don't know uh, but each year in the Mexican city of Oxana, the days before Christmas are marked with an event known as the Night of the Radishes. Sadly, it's not a low-budget 80s horror movie. Instead, a uh, vegetable carving competition. Participants get remarkably creative with everything from nativity scenes to fantastical monsters on display as thousands of visitors descend on the city to witness the fun. The radishes in question are grown specially and pumped with chemicals to grow immense. It all seems a bit futile as the work can only be displayed for a few hours before the veggies wither away. So here we go. That's obviously one of the fantastical monster radish Again, it's an interesting tradition, one that involves food, but food that you can't eat. Now, obviously, a ton of work goes into this. Look at that thing. But they only last for a few hours. You purposely grow specific radishes to make this tradition possible. But they only last a couple of hours. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just seems, just seems like a little bit of a waste of time to me. But, I mean, 
That's just to me. This obviously is not a tradition for me. But, I mean, that thing's fucking amazing, man. I mean, you pump the thing full of chemicals to make the radishes huge. I mean, that radish looks fucking monstrous. You can't find a way to preserve them. <coughs> you can't find a way to preserve them once you carve them. I mean, just keep, it just seems like a waste of time to me, man. Seems like a waste of time. So we're going to do a couple more here. These ones that we have uh, pictures of. But um, So this is one that I've actually seen done at one of the, at a friend of mine's house. Um, my ex and her family actually do this. So this one seems to be a little bit more popular. Will you stop doing that? Thank you. I'm not moving that much, man. Uh, this is one that, that uh, my ex and her family do every year. I had never heard of it until I saw them do it. And it turns out it has roots from Deutschland. For those of you that don't know that that is the proper terminology for the country of Germany. And the tradition is the Christmas pickle. Uh, it's a Christmas tree tradition embraced around the world today is believed to have started in Germany back in the 16th century. So it comes to no surprise that our continental cousins still have some new unique customs relating to the festive conifers. One of these is to hide a pickle somewhere within the branches of the tree and give a gift to whoever, to whichever child in the household finds it. Some claim that the tradition may not be German at all. One legend says that the Christmas pickle originated in Spain when two young boys were held as prisoners inside a pickle barrel. The heroic St. Nicholas rescued the boys and brought them back to life. Either way, pickle on a Christmas tree is a tradition, and we can totally get behind it. So, the way most people do it nowadays is they don't hide an actual pickle in a Christmas tree. They get a pickle ornament. So here's what I say. If I have fun with the Christmas pickle tradition, you, you got to go full tilt and you got to make it a pickle Rick ornament. I mean, come on, let's not be stupid here. Can anybody else get behind? The pick ornament. I'm so behind a pickle rake ornament. And if they don't officially make one, I know a bunch of people with 3D printers and we will be on this shit. They will be reasonably priced for anybody 
that wants a Pickle Rick ornament. I will get behind this 100%. Before we continue on here, I uh, want to let everybody know that one of our sponsors has pretty, pretty pleased us to come out to them and do a live remote on location from their location. So that is happening tomorrow from 9 a.m. to noon, obviously right here on Redline Radio LLC. And tomorrow we will be at Dynatech. Like I said, we'll be at Dynatech. You'll be at Dynatech from 9 a.m. to noon tomorrow. So here's who we're bringing with us to Dynatech. Get ready. Are you sitting down? Because we have a who's who of talent here at Redline Radio LLC that is going to join us tomorrow at Dynatech. Kicking it off 9 a.m. They like playing with balls just as much as they like talking about them. That's right. Kyle Price, Justin George from Talking About Balls. We'll be joining us at Dynatech tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Making his Redline Radio debut immediately following them live um, from, I guess, Corona Central. That guy dub. And then immediately following him, the guy whose show he calls into all the time and says, yo ass is fired. The one, the only, Lex Vegas closing out the show, 11 a.m. to noon. We want to thank Glenn and everybody over at Dynatech for allowing Redline Radio to come in there and fuck shit up. Because with that lineup, that's exactly what's going to happen. We are going to fuck shit up. So get ready for that, all right? I hope you're ready for us. It's also going to be the debut of our new intern that we just brought in today. This kid seems super willing to learn. He's not even a kid. He's only two years younger than I am, but whatever. He seems super willing to learn. So welcome, Jeff, to the team. It will definitely be trial by fire tomorrow. And just so you know, when we do remotes, I become an asshole. You can even ask Dave. I'm kidding. We're going to have a blast tomorrow at Dynamite. Tech and we're gonna fuck shit up. Here we go. Let's get into another Christmas, unusual Christmas tradition here. This one I might actually have to go witness at one point. But in the Venezuelan capital of Caracas, swathy swaths of city dwellers make their way to mass on roller skates every year on Christmas morning. The tradition is now so well established that many of the city's streets are closed to traffic from 8 a.m. so that the skating congregation can get to church safely. It's even said that children were asleep with one lace from their skate tied around their toe, the other skate dangling from the window so that their friends can wake up Wake them up with a friendly tug on the lace. Man, that sounds like fun. I want to see a bunch of motherfuckers roller skating 
to church on Christmas morning. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. Can we bring that to America, please? Who do I have to talk to to get that tradition to come to America? Because America, fuck yeah. But yeah, I, that, that's just a site I want to see. I will throw that shit up on the Money's Crazy Mind Facebook page. I will throw that up on the Redline Radio Facebook page. That just sounds awesome. And that will be how I start Christmas morning. I will blare Christmas carols. I will have speakers hanging out because there's a church right at the top of my street. I will blare Christmas carols. I will have the speakers facing out the window and I will videotape that shit. I want to see motherfuckers roller skating to church on Christmas morning. I'm going to run for president and that's going to be my campaign. You can roller skate to church on Christmas morning. We will shut the streets down for you. I just went fucking psycho there for a second. <laughs> Man, that would be a sight. I would love every second of it. I would love every second of it. All right, here's another um, Christmas tradition that I can get behind. A festive sauna. And this one comes from Finland. Many homes in Finland come equipped with their own sauna, and at Christmas time, this cozy spot becomes a sacred place associated with long dead ancestors. On Christmas Eve, it's customary to strip naked and take a long and respectful stint in the sauna. All right, here comes more crazy motherfuckers with elves on shit that don't need to have shit. And I I'm alone in the room, so I don't know who I'm looking at, except for maybe uh, Spawn. And the Ninja Turtles. Meaning by I have action figures of Spawn and the Ninja Turtles on the shelf. That, that is to the direction I am pointing. Or looking, I should say. Uh, it is customary to strip naked and take a long, respectful stint in the sauna, which is believed to be home to the legendary sauna elf. After the sauna session, 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 Finns head out to the evening celebrations while spirits of those ancestors take their place in the bubbling water. You can bring that up to the guy that runs the church. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. That dude lives like three doors down from us. I'm going to bring that up to him. Anyway, it's a Ukrainian church, so I don't even know if they would do... They'd probably be more happy if I put fucking spider webs in their trees. Okay? You stop auto-focusing! I'm going to find out how to turn that off. Anyway. So here we go again with people putting elves in places that we don't need elves. I don't need a legendary fucking fantasy elf staring at my ass naked in, in the sauna. No! Mm -mm. elves stay at the North Pole unless they are on the sleigh with Santa because Tim Allen says that that happens on the new Christmas uh, Santa Claus TV show on Disney Plus, which isn't bad so far, by the way. 
wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but it, it's eh. movies are better. I'll leave it there. But anyway, keep your elves out of the sauna. Purring. Okay? Okay. But maybe I should do that. What, you like a fucking elf staring at you in a fucking sauna? I don't. Mm -mm, no. I like the idea of the sauna. I, no. Keep the elf out of it. No. Ew. One last one. And then we're going to close the show with something fun. This one is called Shoes by the Fire. This one's from the Netherlands. The Dutch. Every year in the days leading up to December 25th, Dutch children eagerly place their shoes by the fire in hopes that Sinterklaas will fill them with small gifts and treats in the night. Traditionally, carrots are left in the shoes for Sinterklaas's faithful steed, a white horse named Amerigo. In the golden days, naughty children would receive a potato. See, here we go again with the potato. In lieu of gifts. But potato punishment is no longer considered an appropriate scare tactic. Man. No, the TV show. What TV show? Oh, the scene. Oh. I was so confused there for a second. I, I... Okay. Sinterklaas don't want carrots. I understand they're for his horse. But you can leave sugar cubes for the horse. And you can leave Sinterklaas some, some cookies, okay? Can we stop? I'm not going to go there. That will definitely get me canceled. I'm not going to go there. I, I respect the fact that every country has their, their different stuff, okay? I do respect that. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but Sinterklaas on a white horse, leaving gifts for people. But it's now an, an inappropriate scare tactic to leave a kid a potato. I mean, shit, if you, if you leave a kid a potato, he can eat. I mean, at least it ain't coal. You can't eat coal. I mean, you can sit on the shit, and in 100 years, you'll have a diamond. But at least the potato, man. I mean, at least you're feeding the kid. He can boil it. He can bake it. He can cut it up and throw it in some oil and have himself some fries. I mean, there's lots of shit you could do with a potato. Hell, you can stick, stick it in Sinterklaas's tailpipe and, and give him a, a what for? You're like, you leave me a potato. I, I leave you a fucking car that don't work. <laughs> Bitch. It's not a proper scare. You know what? The day that they say that American Santa Claus can't leave coal for naughty kids is the day that that tradition goes out the fucking window. And we might as well tell kids ain't no Santa Claus after that. Santa Claus doesn't exist anymore. Some motherfucker from cancel culture shot his ass. 
Because that... Telling kids that they have to be good or else they don't get presents makes kids want to be good, okay? The problem is, is that you have parents that reward their little bastard devil spawns regardless of how they act. And that is what ruins these traditions for the next generation. It isn't fucking cancel culture. It isn't anything like that. No. It's these motherfuckers that sit there and go, the children deserve participation trophies. Every child tried. <laughs> Fuck you. There's winners and there's losers. You don't see the NFL doing that. Hey, congratulations. The Steelers got their ass whipped 54 to 2. Here's a here's the Super Bowl trophy because at least you fucking tried. What? Your ex best friend got Cole one year. Well, you know what? That bitch deserved to get. Was it a, a year ago, by any chance? So here's another one from Iceland. This one's a little bit more friendly. We'll do one more. We'll do one more. This one's a little bit more friendly, and another one I can probably get behind. One of the more uh, unique festive traditions we've heard comes from Iceland, where a giant cat is said to roam the snowy countryside at Christmas time. Traditionally, farmers would use the Yule cat as incentive for their workers. Those who worked hard would receive a new set of clothes but those who didn't would be devoured by the giant cat like beast today it is customary for everyone in iceland to get new clothing for christmas to avoid an unsavory demise fuck that if you're an asshole uh no it should have been though yes exactly hey michelle it's the owner of um <clears throat> uh lucy's I did not forget the name. I was choking on my own spit. Um, but yeah, so Michelle Angelo, the uh, Angela, I can't talk tonight. I think I should end the show early. I just might. I started late and I'll end early. <laughs> Great host I am. I run this fucking station. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm kidding, Dave. I'm kidding, Dave. I'm kidding. Anyway, but no, uh, you know, here, here, again, Everybody gets new clothes for Christmas to not be devoured by a giant cat. No, fuck that. If you're an asshole, you get your face bitten off by the giant fucking cat beast. Can we stop? Can we stop? Next, people are going to sit there and say, haha, sure, lol. No, I did. I, I was literally choking on my own spit. Plus, like I said, part of the reason I was late is because I was making dinner. I'm still, I'm finding food from dinner stuck in my teeth. A dinner that I didn't even finish. Uh, but I will. Um, <coughs> I don't have a cough button on the soundboard, unfortunately. But no, man. I mean, people are changing these traditions to make it so that these little whiny bastards 
are the ones that get whatever the fuck they want. Fuck that. If the tradition is that if you're a bad motherfucker, if you're a naughty person, you get your face eaten off by a giant cat-like beast, then you get your face bitten off by a giant cat-like beast. Fuck that. You get your face bitten the fuck off. Just like the Jeff Foxworthy joke about a dude that got his nipple bitten off by a beaver because he thought the beaver was dead. You ever hear this one? It's hilarious. I try not to choke anymore on my own spit. And it felt like I got some of the fucking hamburger out of my mouth. Story is this. Guy's driving around and he finds a beaver on the side of the road. He thinks it's dead. He picks it up and he shows it to his friends because they wanted to stuff it and make it the centerpiece at their Thanksgiving dinner. Because we all know how wonderful that beaver looks holding up the Christmas turkey. Anyway. So the guy picks up the beaver and he's holding it up by the tail. And he goes, look at it. It ain't cut up or bloody or nothing. And apparently nothing is the word that brings a beaver back to consciousness. And the beaver lurched out and bit motherfucker's nipple off. Not bit it, not bit through it, bit it off. O-F-F off. Beaver had nipple in mouth. And the only response that anybody could think of for this, and especially Jeff Foxworthy, and it was hilarious, was after hearing this story, and this is how redneck Jeff Foxworthy is. His response to this was, I bet you that is the only time the headline of the newspaper could sit there and say the words nipple and beaver and nobody got offended by it. <laughs> True story, according to Jeff Foxworthy. I love it, though. I think it's, a, I think it's great. But it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that. Now. If we keep changing these crazy Christmas traditions, as crazy as they are, you can change the Yule Lads. That one I will allow you to change. Get those creepy motherfuckers away from me. No. But to keep changing Christmas traditions to allow cancel culture and to allow all of this other stupid fucking bullshit to continue to, to take over is ridiculous. Like I said, the day that somebody tells me that a naughty kid at Christmas in the United States is not going to get coal in their stocking from Santa Claus is the day that the tradition of Santa Claus dies. Because now it's bad enough that Disney Plus has to put disclaimers on all of their old movies that say, sorry. This movie was made during a time when people were assholes. Well, let me tell you something. People are still assholes. Okay? You can't change that. People are going to say shit you're not, you don't like. People are going to wear clothing you're not going to like. People are going to watch movies and like actors and like directors and like writers that may or may not have said something, done something, or looked at something stupid years ago. Okay? Bill Murray might be a fucking creep. He might say inappropriate things. He might do inappropriate things. But you know what? 
the son of a bitch is funny, and he's beloved. Okay. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, what the fuck have you done that's been good since fucking Scary Movie? And you're going to talk about a, somebody that can't even defend themselves because they died back in February. What good did you do? You called Ivan Reitman out for doing something that you can't even prove. And what did you accomplish? Everybody called you an idiot for calling out Ivan Reitman. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. See, cancel culture lasted, what, a whole two years? Congratulations. Everybody in the world is so fucking tired of it. Whenever somebody tries doing something stupid, like canceling somebody, we look at them and go, all right, keep making TikTok videos. You're going to be famous for five fucking minutes because you called out Metallica. Getting a little heated. Didn't want to end the show this way, but I'm getting heated. But this is what I'm talking about. If we take away tradition, which is why I'm talking about these crazy traditions, because some of this shit is actually pretty fucking cool. Some of it's dumber than a box of rocks, but some of it's really cool. But as you see in the past few stories I've read, they, they've had to change their tradition because you can't call out bad kids. Why? Why? Here's what I have to say. True millennials. And I'm talking about people that are around my age. Hey, that sounds a hell of a lot better. I just had to turn the microphone microphone a little bit. Look at that. True millennials. People that are my age. 30s and 40s. Maybe some 20s. Grew up in a time where cartoons were dark and violent. But at the end of every cartoon, we were taught the lesson that that episode was trying to tell us. Okay, real Ghostbusters didn't have too much of those until the end, when it definitely became more of a Saturday morning cartoon kind of thing. And they started making them more for kids, not people that actually liked the movie Ghostbusters. But even Ninja Turtles had lessons that they were trying to teach us at the end of those episodes. You don't believe me? You can buy the whole series on Amazon right now for 10 bucks on DVD. Same thing with real Ghostbusters. But even G.I. Joe and Transformers. You had Sergeant Slaughter at the end of every episode teaming up with Duke, telling everybody not to be a fucking asshole. Now, the problem is, is we were raised by baby boomers. And they knew the value of tradition, knew the value of family values, knew all of these things that they taught us. And the problem is, is that some of us, drove our parents so nuts and forced our and forced our parents hands and a lot of it 
to where when we started having kids as teenagers, all of a sudden it's the, don't you fucking hit me. Because if you do, I'm going to call 696 kids. So then at that point, we had to stop being parents and start treating our kids more like friends. That's why we have little bastards running around, pissing and shitting, and fucking litter boxes in schools. Sorry. But if we continue to take the tradition out of all of this stuff, slowly, there's going to be no tradition left. And that is when things are going to go around. Now, that's it for the Springer moment. Springer's final thought, I guess you can call it. Let's do something fun to end the show, all right? Here's what I want you guys to do. I want everybody to either go on the Redline Radio Facebook page, comment on this video if you're not watching it live, or go to Money's Crazy Mind podcast on Facebook. You'll see that picture right down there. That one right down there. And you can go on there. And other than like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, movies like that, tell me a non-traditional Christmas movie that you want me to watch. And I'll review it right here sometime this month on Money's Crazy Mind. Why do I say don't tell me to watch Die Hard? I got them all on Blu-ray. I'm set up. It ain't Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Towers. Thank you to my beautiful, wonderful, loving wife for buying this for me for Christmas last year so I can drive her nuts with it because she doesn't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. She's wrong because Die Hard 1 and 2 are both Christmas movies. But give me a non-traditional Christmas movie. I own Krampus. You know, we'll argue about this as soon as I get off the air. Because look, here, here she goes again. Here she goes again. This is what I deal with every year, okay? My wife telling me that the greatest Christmas movie that's ever existed is not a Christmas movie. But I don't know. But yeah, give me a a off-the-wall, oddball untraditional Christmas movie that's not Die Hard, that's not Lethal Weapon, because I watch those every year. Um, Same thing with Home Alone, a Christmas, well, obviously, A Christmas Story is a Christmas movie. Um, But, you know, like, the movies like Home Alone, uh, Krampus, movies like that, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Um, you know, I watch them every year because they're my favorite Christmas movies. Some of them. I do like more traditional stuff like A Christmas Carol, stuff like that. But Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, it ain't Christmas until those movies happen. I'm not going to keep arguing back and forth with you. But leave leave the name of a non-traditional Christmas movie. It can be horror. It can be comedy. It can be action. Uh, it can be anything. And I will watch it, and I will give my review of it right here on the show sometime this month this is money's crazy christmas this is what we do every year in december i have more crazy christmas traditions that you have to see to believe coming your way as well 
the rest of this month. And like I said, I've got one that was so crazy that I'm saving it for one of the last few shows that I'm going to do before Christmas. And let me just say this. When I found out about this thing, I said, oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about this on Money's Crazy Mind. And I think I know where Matt Stone and Trey Parker got the idea for Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh from now. And so, like I said, if you want to hear where I think that idea came from, keep watching Money's Crazy Mind this month. Now, this might be. This might be the last time we do Money's Crazy Mind from Spook Central for a little bit. We're going to end the, the show like this. I told everybody that I was having a problem with my car and that I had to take it into a dealer to get it fixed. So I did. Um, I got a phone call about four days after I dropped my car off and they're like, it's going to be a $300 fix. It's just the crank arm sensor plus the $200 for a diagnostic. So I'm like, okay, cool. Fix it. Give me a call back the next day. Uh, it's not the crank arm sensor. It's the wire harness. That's going to be $3,000. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trading the car. They refused to finance me. And so then I called them back and I'm like, can we come up with some kind of payment plan? That's a lot of money. I just can't afford that right now. Never heard back from him for three weeks. Finally, my dad goes up there and he's like, um, something doesn't seem right about this. You know, we've been calling. We are not getting any answer, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so the guy looks and he's like, this car has been fixed since like four days after it was dropped off here. It looks like the mechanic just never took it for a second test drive to make sure that the part did take. He said, give him a couple more days. They'll test drive it. If it's fixed, he can come pick it up. So we did. They called. Sure enough, part took, car fixed. All's well and good, right? Ding, ding, ding. So I'm just like, all right, well, you're going to have to give me a little bit of time to get the money together. I've lost three jobs because you motherfuckers have uh, been holding my car hostage. They called me a week later. And say, if you don't pick your car up by Friday, your car's towed. And it'll be at your expense. Mm. Great. Even though you guys are the ones that have been holding it hostage for three weeks because nobody knows that answer a phone. Go and finally pick my car up. There's more bullshit going on with that. But the car is fixed. Now I just need to get it plated. Since I haven't had it for a month, I haven't been able to get plates on it. So. Once I get plates on it, I'll be able to start doing the show from the Growing Wings at All Services studio once again. Uh, other than that, we're going to cut it here. I mean, you know, it's almost 10 o'clock anyway. Uh, but, yeah, um, two months. I know that they had it for two months, but I was just trying to speed things along. Um, all right. But, um, you know, so we're going to end the show this week. Uh, the same way we've been ending, actually. Um, and that is 
with a brand new video that one of our brand new show hosts made for us as soon as I can find it. Uh, but this was made by one of our brand new show hosts, That Guy Dub, YouTube star, That Guy Dub, and also the Yo Ass is Fired guy from the Las Vegas show. Uh, he made this video for us here at Redline, just kind of uh, highlighting everything that we do ha or have here at Redline Radio. I appreciate everybody for checking out Money's Crazy Mind this week. We will be back next week. More crazy Christmas traditions that you have to see to believe. Now, I want to take a look at the calendar here just real quick. Okay. Okay. Well, it doesn't affect me. Um, but uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, obviously I will not be on the air. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I will not be on the air. Uh, but since both of those are the, are the day after Friday, so that means Christmas Eve is on a Saturday this year, Christmas is on a Sunday. Doesn't that suck for everybody that was hoping to get extra time off at work? Ha ha. <laughs> um, but that's going to do it for Money's Crazy Mind this week. We'll be back next week. More crazy Christmas traditions you have to see to believe. And like I said, leave those non-traditional Christmas movies other than Die Hard and Lethal Weapon as a comment either here on this show or leave just leave it on the Money's Crazy Mind Facebook page, Money's Crazy Mind Podcast. Just look for that logo right there. And I will watch the movie, and then I will review it. So until next week, everybody, have a week. I'm going to go finish my dinner. Money's Crazy Mind is a proud Redline Media Group and nameless, faceless production. That's all, folks. Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dave Wallenjack, the owner of Redline Radio LLC, and I'm going to take a minute and tell you what we're about here at Redline Radio. Pause. <laughs> Rewind. I am a 2015 graduate of the Ohio Media School, and one day I had a dream to own a radio station. Well, not only do I have one, but now I have two studios. One is located at 4941 Pearl Road, Cleveland, Ohio. The other one, which is our state-of-the-art studio, green screen 360 cameras. Top-of-the-line microphones, great producing. That is located at 60 Front Street in Berea, Ohio. So interested in, in tra trauma and what happens to the body, especially with women. So um, do you have anything that, that happened to you, something that was traumatic for your body that still kind of sits in there and in your mind? The contract because of what was, how they were viewed, how they identified themselves. It's paperwork. We currently have 18 shows and growing each day. If you have an idea for a podcast, look us up right there. Redline Radio, LLC. Not only do we have 18 shows, but we have 17 sponsors who have supported us throughout the years. 
It's also uh uh you just uh what I don't need you to correct me. Every time you make a play or get yardage, there's a holding penalty. Wait, we actually had positive yardage today. ready to say y'all can take it up with me my inbox is open facebook don peterson instagram don pizzle 216 inbox me dm me y'all have an issue with what i'm getting ready to say the show and i'm your host lex vegas aka smarty mcfly aka peter popoff A.K.A. King Petty, A.K.A. Smarty Belly the Don, A.K.A. The Notorious Lex V, A.K.A. Dick the Bruiser, A. You know, so if you have them adult parties, you want to hit up with a the snack dealer. You can contact her. You can contact AC, and that's at two one six eight zero zero three eight eight one. IG your favorite snack dealer underscore DM for orders. was a fucking weird one, to say the least. Um, started off with a Christian McCaffrey trade, though. Yeah, did, I didn't see that coming. One through 28? No, two, two through 28. Slavery. I, I just <laughs> had one. We deserve a chance. Thanks. Two through 28? Slavery. Slavery. <laughs> uh, so we're going to read some ads before we go further to the show. Sharing information and finding ways to help each other because we're all just trying to make it through. Absolutely. Because like a lot of people like assume that it was just going to be automatic. No, it's not going to be automatic, but it is a simple process. Make sure you go to that website. We got it up in the chat and all that good stuff. And I'll say it one more time before we close this uh, segment out. actually scrolling on TikTok. I want everybody to see how I saw it so y'all know um, if I'm tell me if I'm tripping or not because I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm on TikTok. I'm scrolling. And... and also, if you're looking to join the Red Line Radio family, we are currently looking for interns. All you got to do is look me up on Facebook at David Wallencheck. Or you can send us a message in our Red Line Radio Facebook or Instagram. I know a lot of you guys out there want to get into the business of podcasting. Well, we can teach you everything you need to know about podcasting here at Red Line Radio LLC. Not only that, we can also teach you the media side. 
at Redline Media Group. So you can follow us on YouTube at Redline Media Group LLC. And while you're at it, can you please go subscribe, like, and share Redline Radio LLC, Redline Media Group. Again, I'm Dave Wolinchek, your owner of Redline Radio, and that's just a little bit of information about us here at the station.